0: Hey everybody, I'm Leon Thomas with Miranda Kitterlin Lynch. Welcome to another episode of Checking In a Lodging DEI chat. Hey Miranda, how you doing?
1: I'm doing great. We're here in season two.
0: Episode. Season two. Episode... episode five. <laughs> I, wow, we've lost count already. I can't. <laughs> And just on the last episode, we we had it down, whatever the number was. Hey, wait a minute. Let me pull up the last episode and we'll run it back through and get that number. But anyway, it is season two. Yes. Yes, it is season two.
1: Because we've been doing this for so many episodes, so many great episodes. And I think today is going to be one of the best.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm look looking forward to it. Go ahead, let's jump right in. Go ahead, introduce our guests, and let's let's bring her on.
1: Absolutely. So, Miss Tracy Prigmore is the founder of She Has a Deal, as well as a managing partner for TLT Solutions. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Miranda. Hi, Leon. How are Hi, you?
0: Tracy. Hi, good. We yeah. are great.
1: <laughs> so, I have so many questions for you. Um, surrounding She Has a Deal, and I have to tell you, so when you started this four years ago, um, I didn't really understand what it was, but I thought this is really cool and this is gonna be a big deal. And so I put a team of students together and dove in and did terribly because I know nothing about real estate investments. So um, if you could share with our guest and with Leon, uh, surely you're familiar, Leon, but could you share with our listeners um, what She Has a Deal is?
2: Yeah, of course. So She Has a Deal is a real estate investment platform that creates new pathways to hotel ownership and development for women. So I started She Has a Deal because the journey that I had getting into hotel ownership was a little bumpy. Uh, many barriers that needed to be plowed down. And I didn't want other women to experience that those same challenges. So there were three premises when I started. One was that I want to expose and inspire young women that hotel ownership is a possibility and that they should look into that to pursue as a career. And secondly, uh, which to me was most important, was teaching them how to do it. So it's one thing to say, hey, you can be a hotel owner, you can be a developer, but not show them, you know, how to do it. And third was about creating a network of women supporting women and other people who are supporting women and believe uh, in women moving into this non-traditional uh, type of role or profession. And so we've created this ecosystem for the women to be successful in becoming hotel owners and developers. And so we coupled it with a pitch competition. So I thought, who doesn't love a good competition? And because I believe in applying your learning real time, I knew that education was core, but that if you're not applying it real time, you're not you know, locking in the learning. So I added the pitch competition of, as a way to have a showcase, so that we could show the brilliance of women and how if we invest the time and the energy and share what these women are possible or or the potential of these women and and what the possibilities are. So the women come in and they start out knowing nothing. They may know hospitality as they're studying hospitality, um, or they may be in real estate and, and are learning real estate investments, but not having the experience of actually finding a deal and, you know, analyzing that deal. And I like to say they find an opportunity, they turn it into a deal and, you know, doing all the analysis and learning how to raise capital and offering that investment opportunity to others, and then being able to pitch that deal and persuade investors to invest in the project. So all of that is, you know, a good experience for the women Uh, We have two tracks now. The the first track is for early careerists who are just starting their career. And we look at them as being the pipeline for future hotel owners and developers. And then we started a second track for today's woman, who's like myself, who may be in a different career other than hospitality or be in hospitality and want to become an owner. So there's two tracks to that. They're expected to be able to close their deal in in the competition.
1: There are so many things that you said that I just love because historically, historically, many women have not been um, taught how to do aspects of that. Right. Mm -hmm. But let me ask you first, you mentioned barriers and challenges. What Mm -hmm. barriers and challenges have you seen in your career in this area? Yeah. So there's specific to women.
2: Right. And so there's a fundamental one that there's a fundamental barrier that we tend to experience that people can't like visibly see, which is that the access to capital. So ownership development is very capital intensive. And those who are owning and developing will have access to money in order to be able to get into the projects. And if you look historically with, respect to the laws and the you know systemic barriers that were placed in our country where number one like women weren't able to own their own business or get a loan without having their husband or male you know co-sign for the loan. So that's a barrier that held, held women back from creating businesses and and women were working in the home and so the creation of wealth uh, on you know on the side of, of women, was constrained, and it was actually legally you know, constrained. And so having the net worth and the liquidity that is needed to get into these types of fields um, it, it is in itself uh, a barrier. And so when you go to get a loan, or if you even uh, to have the confidence to even put a deal under contract, your bank account needs to look pretty healthy. And so if women, if, if we collectively, you know, don't have that level of net worth that would qualify us for a loan or give us that confidence, you know, that we could actually acquire a property, then right there, you know, there's an immediate barrier. And so the question always comes up is like, you know, well, how am I going to do this project if I don't have the availability of my own capital, or I don't have a network um, that has capital to be able to invest in my
1: project? That's Amazing. Go ahead, Leon.
0: Yeah. Tracy, there, there's so much that you, you talked about, and obvious, it's obviously apparent to us that you have a lot of knowledge in, in so many areas. Tell us some about your path to learning everything that you know to to be able to get to this point in your career. Can you give us some highlights of like where you started and some highlights along the way that brought you to where you are, Your your path to success?
2: Yes, yeah, so, so Leon, I started my career in healthcare. So I have a master's in healthcare administration. So I went the business route with the healthcare component. So working in hospitals, uh, running hospitals, and I went from operations to strategy and and such. And so um, I started investing in real estate passively as a way to build wealth. I read the book, Rich Dad Poor Dad, uh, that. Really changed my perspective on uh, wealth and you know what that meant to have generational wealth. So I start I read that book and then I started investing in real estate. Now it wasn't just one book I read, I read several books before I jumped in. And so I was educating myself through books. And back then, you know, there weren't all these podcasts and there weren't all these online education sessions. So I was flying all over the country and I took CCIM courses uh, in commercial real estate. I, you know, took uh, classes in masterminds, real estate masterminds. And I read every book you can think of um, that was aligned with, you know, investing in real estate successfully uh, earning passive income. So that's where I started. And then when I decided that I wanted to invest in commercial real estate, I started focusing on what asset class should I invest in? So I wanted to find an asset class that I could get excited about. And so what excited me, uh, excited me about hotels, I didn't even know hotels were an asset class. In my commercial uh, real estate class, they talked about hotels being a special asset class and they kind of brushed over. It wasn't, a lot of time, a lot of time wasn't spent on it. And I didn't even think about it because I always thought these big box hotels that I used to stay in at the time I traveled extensively for work. And so I thought, well, those aren't, you know, an option. I mean, just really didn't cross my mind. And uh, coincidentally, as I took this class and then I uh, was staying in a Hampton Inn in Florida, I, uh, not too far from you guys in um, Aventura, I woke up with this epiphany that I should buy a hotel. And that was coupled with taking the class and reading an article in Lodging Magazine uh, with David. uh, No, it wasn't with David Marriott. It was Bill Marriott that talked about their strategy for franchising. And so I I think it was just kind of in my brain when I went to sleep, woke up and thought, oh my goodness, like this Hampton Inn, which I had never stayed in before is good value. Um, and, And so I should invest in a hotel. And so for that, forward, I started Googling and trying to figure out how does, how does one invest in hotels? And then I started attending a lot of conferences. And so I learned from conferences and then taking classes through these online platforms and, and really just, you know, talking to people and pulling it all together.
1: That's fantastic. I didn't even think about the fact that yeah, access to information I assume we're probably around the same age. Access to information has changed so much.
2: It's changed dramatically. Like when I learned about syndication, which is the model we use to raise capital, uh, I had I got on a plane and went to Las Vegas. So I heard about this guy and I went on his website, very barren, you know, and had a book. It took two weeks for the book to come. And then he it said on the website, I'm doing a class in Las Vegas. And so literally within two weeks, I jumped on a plane. And I was like, I have to learn because I don't have enough money, you know, to buy my own hotel. So I need to to learn about the syndication thing that he's talking about because I'd never heard of it before. I never thought about it. I thought only really rich people, you know, owned commercial real estate. I it never dawned on me. Why would it? I'm I'm doing a whole different, you know, industry that um people come together and put pull their money together and that there's pension funds and insurance companies and, and the like who are buying this commercial real estate. So when I found out about syndication and how it worked, I knew that was my ticket to get into investing in hotels and other commercial real estate. Initially, although I you know really didn't think about playing Monopoly, I did think that I was going to take all these homes that I was buying, I was buying all these single family homes. I thought eventually I'd have enough to cash in um, and then buy commercial real estate. And so I didn't have to cash in. I was able to leverage, you know, those properties and the money I was making from those properties uh, and save up, you know, to invest in my first hotel.
1: Incredible. Leon, did you?
0: No, you it? go ahead one more. Yep. <laughs>
1: Awesome. Because I'll talk all day long. I'm full of questions. Um, So let me ask you, it's very clear that you are very motivated to educate yourself. Was there any point in time that you had a mentor or mentors to help guide you?
2: I did not. The reason why I created She Has a Deal was because of that very fact that I felt pretty much on my own and lost. There were some professionals that you know, I met at conferences that I could, um, you know, ask a question or, you know, get a source, a specialty piece of information. But I didn't really have that hotel owner uh, mentor to really guide me through what needs to happen and, and to give that advice. So I built She Has a Deal based on everything I wish I knew, everything I've learned um, along the way and everything I continue to learn. I pour into She Has a Deal so think of she has a deal as the mentor, right? That you, we, we like to say mentor in a pocket in a sense. So the education that we provide is education that you would get from a mentor. It's that that mentor who has been through it, right? So I had consultants and people were helping me who did legal or did accounting or, you know, different aspects of it, but they weren't themselves developers or owners, right? And so they were helpful. And I appreciate them. But um, you know, you need somebody who has been through it, made mistakes, had successes, is willing to share the mistakes that they've made with you so that you don't make those mistakes. They want to see you succeed, right? So they're introducing you to their network, they're sharing their hacks, you know, their secrets <laughs> as to you know how they how they achieve things. And again, they're they're there for you you know, to answer questions when you need it. But the key is that we know that when you're doing something, you have to go through the experience. There's no substitute for going through the experience, but there are pitfalls that you don't have to fall into. And and that's what a mentor does, you know, guides you and connects you. And so I didn't have that. In fact, I was looking for someone and I would literally, you know, I I think, I don't think you should like ask somebody to be your mentor. That's my philosophy. I think it's just, Come naturally, but I was so desperate. I literally asked a couple of uh, people to be my mentor, and um, they said no. So <laughs> they they said they didn't have time, and I understand that because you know to mentor somebody, you really have to pour into them. You have to you know care about their success, and you do have to take time. So uh, I do appreciate you know, that they said no, uh, but I, I didn't want other women to you know be lost out there. So we've really put everything together um, in basically a box and uh, not to stay in the box, but we've uh, outlined it in a framework that's easy to navigate and follow. And we have self-study on our EdTech platform, but we also bring industry luminaries to live Zoom sessions. And we do those every two weeks. Um, I created a roadmap. I call it simply the nine-stage hotel investment roadmap, not very fancy uh, but what it is is um it's a framework upon which all of this acquisition and development happens i created it for myself and my team and my investors to understand what goes into doing these deals because initially my investors are like oh well why do you get a two percent acquisition fee? um and you know it seemed like a lot to them and then once i explain like everything that goes into making packaging a deal for them to passively invest in. They are like, oh, okay, you probably deserve more. And so I took that same framework. I thought other women could benefit from it. And I built it out in such a way for self-study and for the the live masterclasses that are all a part of the She Has a Deal platform.
0: Tracy, Tracy. you
1: created a legacy. Do you understand how big a deal this is? This is amazing. (laughs) amazing sorry go ahead yeah, leon. yeah
0: this is this is great i'm leon thomas that's miranda Kitter and lynch we're here on another episode of checking in a lodging dei chat our guest today is tracy pigmore with she has a deal we're talking about hotel investing we're going to take a quick break and during the break the commercials that you see are those that were done by interns and recent graduates of the Leon Thomas group and Miranda when we come back we'll jump right into those two signature questions i can't wait here we go
2: water it's everywhere we drink it we bathe with it we cook with it coffee's
1: made with water
2: toilets won't flush without it it's used for washing
1: clothes, dishes, utensils, pots, pans, floors, and our teeth. Plants and crops need water, animals drink it, and fish need it too. And don't forget, we can
2: have a lot of fun in the water. Water, what would we do without it?
0: The creative team that brought you the browning project and dead by morning comes a new thriller that will change the way you look at white collar crime forever falling from the sky Leon Thomas with the Leon Thomas Group, podcast, virtual events, webinars, streaming shows, and so much more. We want to be your partner in all things virtual. And we're back. Welcome again to Checking in a Lodging DEI Chat. I'm Leon Thomas. That's Miranda Kitterlin lynch If you would like to be a guest on Checking in a Lodging DEI Chat, there's two ways you can do it. You can send me an email to Leon at the Leon Thomas group or Miranda. They can get in touch with you. How do they do that?
1: The easiest way to find me is to type my name into Google. I am the only Miranda Kitterlin lynch you're going to find
0: season 2 episode 3 that still cracks me up i'm the <laughs> only one i'm the only one i love it i love it let's bring our guest tracy pigmore back on with us tracy thanks for being with us here today as we come to a close of our conversation we have two signature questions that we ask every guest
2: okay
0: are <laughs> you ready
2: i think so <laughs> all right here we, <laughs> here
0: we go have you ever had a Maryland crab cake?
2: I have, I've actually lived in Maryland.
0: Oh, where where, where in Maryland <laughs> did you live?
2: So I lived in Silver Spring, Maryland for close to 20 years.
0: Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Right. So I have right. had a crab
2: cake or two. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah.
0: you've had a crab cake or two. Yeah. We, we've had some guests on that I've asked, have you had a Maryland crab cake? And they say, yeah. And I go, where? And they go, Kansas City. Like,
1: Shut up. <laughs> Get
0: out of here. It's not a Maryland crab cake. So <laughs> I'm glad you've had a, a Maryland crab cake. Are you right
2: from Maryland? Why, why the Maryland crab why cake? Why the
0: Maryland thing? I'm in Baltimore. Oh. I'm, yeah, okay. I'm in beautiful Baltimore, Maryland. The home of the Ravens.
2: Home of the Ravens.
0: And now we can actually say the Orioles too. They actually won a hundred games this year. So we're very proud of our sports teams here, but even more proud of our steam crabs and crab cakes. Yes, we are. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. are so if
1: I can ask you my question, um, if you could go back in time, what would you tell your 20 year old self? Just one thing. One thing,
2: take more risk. Take more risk It's the time when you're young. Calculated risk, right? Um, researched risk, but I would take a lot more risk. I don't think I played hard enough with respect to taking on risk. And I would tell every young person I, I do, everyone I mentor is to take more risk.
1: It's funny when you said that, I thought, man, when I was in my 20s, I took a ton of risk and none were educated and none were calculated. <laughs>
2: <laughs> educated, calculated, of course, you never have all the answers, But, you know, it's I think it's important to take those risks when you're younger. And I mean, you know, financial type of risk that help with your long term, you know, financial well-being type of risk. I'm not saying, you know, bungee jumping or anything like that. I don't know if that was on my list, but um, even travel. Right. And I would have uh, traveled more. um, lived in a, another country, things like that, like were the experiential type of stuff that uh, feeds your soul and, and also uh, your experiences that you can use and carry with you your entire life.
1: Excellent advice. Thank you so, so much for joining us today.
2: You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the time.
0: Yeah. Tracy, thank you. Thank you again, everyone. Thank you for watching, checking in a Lodging DEI chat. I'm Leon, she's Miranda. Miranda, great show.
1: Yes. Right?
0: Great show. Yes. Folks. We'll see you next time. Take care.